Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. That was the key phrase that we were trying to find from Adam Schefter when we talked to him yesterday. A source telling him that Aaron Rodgers is strong as hell in his stance. Strong as hell? Yeah, in his stance. I wonder what Aaron is doing right now. Like literally strong right as hell at this in his moment. stance somewhere. He's just holding it. Just holding it. <laughs> He did his plank, stance. just holding it. He's in his stance. You like Whatever it is, Alan. I tolerate it. Uh oh. You do? Yeah, it's tolerable. What do you? Now, the bigger question Uh-oh. is: Do you mind working with me? Yeah, we cool. I just yeah. want to know. I mean, you I, like I am. With us. I am like I'll essentially myself, the backup quarterback, you. just trying to help. You know, trying to get the team through it. You know. Are okay. you? Are you Jordan loving this? I, God, I hope not. Do you like? I would hope I'm a little more prepared. <laughs> do you like working with us more than you like working with Bart? Wow. I mean, it's a different situation What's working different? with you. Well, you're, there's two of you versus one of Bart. Although okay. Bart's personality is so big, it's like having two people there. And at times it can be because he can go from one extreme to another. But that's not the question I asked What's you. What's Key's personality well, like? the answer I gave you. <laughs> what is what is Key's? <laughs> <laughs> Key's personality is something that people who think they know him don't know him. Yeah, give, give us your interpretation of yeah, our personality. I'm me, curious. No, about yeah, exactly. Because I, I always find this fascinating. I don't feel at all set up here. No, it's four cornered. Perfect for the 9 o'clock hour. Yes, very comfortable it, I, with it, though. I'm very fascinated to learn. What do you think about Jay? What do I think about him? Yeah, well, prior to working with him. <laughs> prior to working with him, I, 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 well, we, we already had a relationship. But prior to the relationship? He was a really good, I mean, a great college basketball player who had an unfortunate accident. And we never got to know what he could be as an NBA player. And he played but, for the Bulls, so I didn't like him. Okay, okay. Because I don't like anybody playing for the Bulls. You don't like anybody playing for any other team other than the Knicks. So you didn't Close. think of him. <laughs> Close. You didn't think of him as What's a Nick, always a Nick, though. <laughs> High-maintenance diva, none of that sort of – you didn't think of, of Jay? Jay? Nothing like that. High-maintenance? Yeah. Jay. Yeah, I'm just asking. Jay you is think nothing nothing close to high-maintenance. Okay. No. Ask the question. Yeah, no, you're, I you, didn't. you're allowed to. You're the arbitrary here. And, and prior to you working with me – Yeah. What did you think of me prior to working with me? Extremely entertaining and opinionated. You don't have to lie. I'm not lying. Okay. I always found you entertaining, even when you played. Key, I'll take it from here. So, Uh-oh. for Keyshawn. Is this inside the actor's studio all of a sudden? Did you think Key would be high maintenance? Did you think Key would be um, nope. Kiva? No. No, I looked forward to working with Key. I did. Because you heard so many great lies, things about lies, me. Because lies, I, no, lies. because, well, again, just seeing you, I just, I kind of had a feel for what you were about, and you didn't let me down. The very first day, what was key about? Like, what was key about? Exactly how I hoped you'd be. Yeah. Which was what? Interesting. Which is, which is entertaining, which is a, a, a huge personality that wants people to think he's one way, but he's really not. He sounds like Devontae Adams here. I can't crack him. I, I, you know, you know, there's nothing to I crack. I can't crack him. I'm an open guy's good, book, baby. What is so fascinating about that, though, is I I uh, have always tried to just leave myself fascinating, to so speak. Want you? Yeah, to, you want people guessing? I, if that's the way you want to yes, view it, view it the you way do. you want to exactly. view it. I don't give a damn. You want people guessing? If that's you what want you want to do, thinking if, if away. Is that important to you? If you really think that I'm that way, go right ahead. It's amazing that you are not active on social media, though. I hate it. It's amazing. I, I, you I, never tweet it. Well, every by now way, and then there's a tweet here and there. You, every now and then there's a tweet here and there, some yeah. family stuff, some other stuff. Okay. But I'm not – I just don't – I can't because I would 
curse people out, and I would. It's it just it's the right thing for yeah. your mental health. Yes, exactly. For you, I can't. yes, because you yesterday you would have been. Oh, if you were yesterday. Uh, oh no, you, I wouldn't have waited till today. You would have been, been body bags on people. No, but it would have just. I would have. We'd have, I'd have called them though and picked up the phone. Yeah, and yeah. Holler, Facetime. Yeah, that's. I need to see you. We just that's just that's how what I, I don't am. get. I don't get yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not built like that at all. I, mean, I understand that. I'm built different. Why I'm wasn't it just different. let me have a talk with you instead of let well, me I, put it on social media, which is like I'm just built different. I mean, why DM? I reached out. I mean, it's yeah. yeah. I'd much rather call and deal directly with somebody. When I first took the sure. job at ESPN, when I retired, mm-hmm. you know, I signed whatever I'm doing. And some of the people that I had to work with. They were like walking around on eggshells. I had to tell them, I said, dude, I'm not going to scream at you. I'm not biting your head off. Because they had this whole. Don't, up, don't upset him. He's yeah, very aggressive. It, it, exactly. You they might lose this, your ear like Evander. Yeah. They were. Oh, my God. What? You said bite. I don't know. I, I naturally go there. But that's how they were, though. They were all like, even Evan, even Evan, when I took the job here. Yeah. I could tell he was like unsure about what I would. B, in terms of... You think his dad, like, told him ahead of time, like, hey, watch out. No, no, I just, think, I just think from afar, you, you look at my playing career and you look at that sort of stuff, how aggressive I was on the field and at my coaches and how I demanded certain things, not just a damn book, mm-hmm. but demanded excellence at all times because I expected that in myself. If people take that and they think that that is kind of the same way that I would be in everyday life. That's not the case. Why aren't you like that with this show? Why wouldn't, he is you, that why way wouldn't show? you demand excellence? He, no, all I, the time. he does. I, 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 well, it's the same days. Are you saying you're not same like time that? that I work is, seven days a week, and he's like, the one day I'm not there in the morning, but I'm there until 2 o'clock in the, in the morning that night. He's like, you know, some guys have low management. I'm like, yo. I'm, <laughs> but, like, that's what – That's how key – but you have to expect the jokes. Like, here's my thing about key. Key jokes 24-7. So he'll give you a splash of the realness on top of the joke. And it leaves you thinking, like, was he joking or was he serious? <laughs> That's why you never take him serious. That's why you that, – but you have to know him and spend time with him to Because if he's not joking, then he'll make it clear and then you'll know. Okay. Then he's serious. Yeah, yeah. But it might take a couple of jokes to let you know. Oh, he's serious. Yeah, right. Exactly. Is <laughs> once you realize it, then you know, and that's that's fine. With and me. I'm very serious. Let's get back to Devontae Adams. Really? I was See, but say. I wasn't serious. <laughs> See, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Like you. Hmm. He's uh, just he's just doing that because he thinks Evans freaking out right now. Oh, he is. I, of course, he is. He took off his mask. He's, he's going, put his hair. He's, he's walking throwing away from things the mic. around. He's the control sitting there room. and he's going. This is why we. It, this is why I it doesn't have work. A rundown for a reason. I'm gonna get another cup of coffee. I'm going to go get it. How many cups of coffee is Evan on? Quite a few. Yeah. Evan, how many cups are you on right now? Well, actually, only one because I wasn't able to go in the last break to get my second. So, only one. Evan, why do you say tinkle? Oh, God, Jay. What? This is a legit question. Do we have to dump that? Did that even tinkle? Is that said on the air? Well, he says it. Yeah. I'm going to go take a tinkle. It is weird. I'm like, I don't. Keyshawn, Blank, and Zubin brought to you by Progressive. (laughs) I can see it coming. <laughs> Jay will suspend it. There's cricket. There's no sound. I, I need an answer to this question. No, no we're, we're fine. Got, nobody okay. needs We're going to move along from that one. Yeah. How certain, d- certain things are just left off air. Okay. Yes. <laughs> do, oh, really? How do you transition from that into... Great weather in New York today. <laughs> it's, it's hot outside. I'm sorry. Did well, I take it too far? Again. 
Two days in a row. Me. The great LaShawn McCoy will be joining us soon. Shortly. Not soon enough, apparently. <laughs> but uh, in the meantime, though, Key, uh, as we've been discussing. No, just As you called him before. Key you this called time. him Key. Yes, Sean. I did. I do that once a show. I do it to see if you guys are listening. Uh, speaking of listening, Devontae Adams uh, at minicamp for the Packers without Aaron Rodgers, who's been very important to his career. You'd argue it could be important to his next contract, Ooh. but not there. And guys, rate how Devontae Adams handled answering about Aaron Rodgers not being present. I got his back through everything, so he knows at the end of the day, if he if if there's ever a wonder of, you know, he's lost a, a teammate or something because of all this come out, like he knows where I stand. I'll stand on the, excuse me, I'll stand on the mountain and uh and uh scream on the mountaintop, you know that I, that I got his back. F bomb. I love he said, excuse me. I yeah. love he said where I stand on blinking. Excuse yeah, me. I'm yeah. gonna stand on the mountain too because I know that bag coming down, that helicopter gonna <laughs> land in my lap. That's, that's a ten. That's a ten. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, that's the right the measure. 10. Yeah, what is he supposed to say? Aaron Rodgers supposed to be here? He's letting us down. That ain't no. That you're not gonna get that. You're not gonna get that. The only person you're gonna get that from is somebody that don't like Aaron Rodgers, who Aaron Rodgers treated wrong in the locker room, who just has this mm. disdain for Aaron Rodgers. That's the only. Otherwise, you're gonna get everything from Devontae Adams and anybody else saying exactly, basically what Devontae Adams said, right? Nothing, Which they should say exactly right now, ain't, even later, later on. Alan, there's nothing wrong with saying the right thing for your bag for you and your family. I don't care what anybody says. You can, people can sit up there and say, oh, you got to tell me how you really feel. Yo, that affects your bag? Okay, do what you got to do. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers got a bag already. Yeah. But he's, he's good. He's showing loyalty, which is important, obviously. And he is loyal But it does him. suggest, at least to the very least, and obviously he's such an important part of, of what they that, do. That, yeah, right, relationship, that – you know, that always was the question. Oh, when they lose a couple of games, is the locker going to turn and start saying, you're not here, you're making us look bad, we're losing. But he's making it clear, and I know that, that David Bakhtiari also spoke into the same thing. It's just sort of th- there's respect for Aaron Rodgers in that locker room, and it goes beyond respecting his talent. It's the, the sense that we respect the, his decision even to need he, to be away. Here's what I would say, man. Hadn't been around the league, played in the league, covered the league, whatever you want to call it, friends with many owners, many players in the league to this day. Players, for the most part, I put a percentage on it, 90% of the NFL players are going to side with NFL players in, in any type of holdout situation whatsoever. But you do have that 10%, a good old boy, I think I'm going to you know, cater to the organization because I think they like me and I'm going to be around, it's going to help me. It's a, it's a small percentage of that, but for the most part in large, they're going to side with Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. off-season, during the season, into the season. If you go back, and Jay may, may remember, may not remember, Emmitt Smith held out. I remember that. They missed two games. Yeah. They lost 0-2. Yep. Did you think the team turned on Emmitt Smith? No, no way. They turned on Jerry Jones. Said, you got to get him back in what here. What the hell? Uh, 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 Charles Haley threatened Jerry Jones. If he didn't get him in there, he was going to do something to it. That's your defensive lineman, your defensive end, your Hall of Famer. He was going to put hands on him (laughs) if he didn't get it done. But guess what? Jerry realized that. He got it done. They didn't go after Emmitt. You're costing us Emmitt. They didn't do that. But this is different. That was over a spat of money. This is over Aaron just doesn't want to be here. They're they're doing whatever it takes to get him back. didn't say he's selfish. 
He should play for less. Right. They didn't do that. They sided with the player. Mm-hmm. And that usually what's happened, except that small percentage of people that kind of want to, you know, think they're going to get a front office job when their career's over. Yeah, and, and maybe it, as, as Aaron Rodgers is talking about communication and the lack thereof with him in the front office with the Packers, you would think that Aaron Rodgers is at least having communication with his most important teammates to let them know what's going on with him. So they're aware of it, they understand it, oh, yeah. and it's easier for them to talk about instead of saying, I don't know what's going on. It, it does pose the, the one thing that Dan Orlovsky said when he came on our show earlier today. You know, typically it's a lose-lose scenario. He said, no, it's a lose-lose-lose scenario, which I think is really interesting. So you lose if he doesn't come back because you have Jordan Love. It's going to be a struggle. You lose – if he, you trade him because he's still losing an incredible asset, yeah. right? And then you lose even if he comes back to a degree because he's going to be disgruntled. He's not going to – I mean, I don't know how you just patch this up and you make Aaron Rodgers See, I don't, you would have be to okay. Do yeah, the you'd have to make a lot portion, of changes. I don't, think, I don't think you lose if you trade him. You I trade think, him? I think I'm just saying you lose win. out on the talent value. that you would have. Yeah, you will lose out on him, but okay. you pick up some stuff and Fair. you move forward. Remember, when they moved on from Brett Favre, I just won't put this in people's Yeah, mind. Aaron Rodgers. They went 6-10. and 10. The next year, right, after you, playing in an NFC Championship game, do you think they would go six and ten with Jordan Love? Oh my God! If they do, well, have you seen actually the Green seventeen Bay games without Aaron Rodgers? Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Six and ten sounds like a vacation. Not good. It'll be like six and it'll be Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Gives it off to McCoy. He's got running room. Steps over a man. He's at the twenty. He's at the fifteen. Ten. Five. Touchdown. Shady McCoy, let's go to him right now on the Goodyear Hotline. LaShawn McCoy, two-time Super Bowl champion, six-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, but it's the rings, Shady. It's the rings that people talk about, and you got a couple in your last two seasons. So what has that experience been like in back-to-back years? Man, I'll take them. I feel like I did all the hard work in my earlier career. Um, to get a chance to, to be blessed, man, we'll get two rings. I know a lot of great players that um, have done a lot in the league and haven't won. Um, and unfortunately, I was one of them for a while. And then just been a great ride, man. Just to, to have that experience, that, that playoff long run, to come together as a team, to bond with some great players, some great teammates, some great coaches, and uh, get some championships. That's something that I will never forget. What's up with the hat, though, man? Come on, man. It's a good look. It's, <laughs> it's all right. It sounds like it's summertime. Man. Seems like he's down in Miami or somewhere warm. The sun. I'm in Miami right now, for yep, sure. See, of course, it. Boom. of course you in Miami. Why wouldn't you be? You're tired now. <laughs> you don't need to be up here with us. That's for damn sure. Um, which team, the Chiefs or the Bucks, are closer to winning another Super Bowl, in your opinion? Uh, Matt, that's tough because I feel like the, the Chiefs keep going back. You know, I think, um, I mean, the, the, the pedigree that they built there, man, that, that winning tradition Andy Reid has built. They got the right quarterback. They got all the right pieces. I mean, you look at Pat, what he did is with his contract, with um, actually taking enough money where he could spread it around to keep the players around him. You know, guys like that, they really get it. Tom Brady comes from that. You know, he's been doing that his whole career in, in New England. And then you look at what the Bucks did. They have their whole team back, you know. And they don't have the rabbit foot. That, you know, I got them the championships. But, but no, they just have the, the same team, man. Great defense. Um, you know, great office of mine with, with Bruce there and then Tom and all the guys back. So it was, it's tough on the call. I'm not sure which one, but I'm sure it'll be them two in the championship. Man, pick a team, man. Come on, man. Stop. I, I can't. It's too tough, man. I, I, I wish I could. I, you can't go wrong with either. You, if you're a betting man, I mean, it's it's like a flip a quarter. So who you, you know who you bet who you betting on then to win the championship? 
ah, I might, you know, I'm a betting man, and I'm going to look into it. I'm going to bet the Chiefs in the first <laughs> half, and I might bet the Bucks in the second half. I'm not sure, man. All right, LaShawn, so you, you've been around both quarterbacks. What makes him different between Patrick Mahomes and first Tom Brady? Before, before, before we get into that, I got a bone pick with you, man. Used to kill my Tardy Hills back in the day, though. Because I wanted to go to school there, Sean. I wanted to go to school there, and they turned me down. It was personal. For real? I didn't yeah. know that. Wow, well, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm I a grew Carolina up fan. Rocking so. Carolina Blue, man. I get it. I get it. Um, you asked now. What did you ask me? I'm sorry. What did you ask me? So you know, obviously, you've been around both quarterbacks, right? And Patrick Mahomes and and Tom Brady. Like, what makes him different? Everybody talks about what makes him so similar. What makes him different? Um. I think they're different from just the standpoint of, like, the age, man, the experience. People don't understand that Pat, he's just started actually starting and being a guy, you know. His first year, he kind of he sat and watched and learned. Where Tom has been doing it for so long, it's like the little things. Like, Tom is so prepared. He's so smart. There's times we have a game and the team for six weeks has been playing a certain defense. And Tom will come in the, in the office and meeting room and break down. They're going to play us in a cover two or a cover three. And, and we're like, what? You know, the, the game tape shows that they don't do that. Sure enough, again, that field, they're playing cover two. So he's just – he's so the experience level is such a different – where I think Pat, he's younger, and he'll, he'll do things a lot with his with his plays, like his the ability to break out of tackles and, or sacks. Or, or, or we're down and we're down 14 or 17. He'll find a way himself to get us going and make plays. It's to make you believe. So I think they're, they're different from just the – I think from experience to the the um, actual talent or not talent, but um, um, physical play. You know, where, where he's younger, he can move around a little bit and do different things. They both affect the game, but just differently. Shady, how much longer you think uh, Tom Brady gonna play? He gonna play for another two, three more years. What is he? Four, probably two more years. He's forty three, about forty five. Is he four? No, I think uh, forty. 40 he'll be forty four. Yeah, he's forty four. He'll be forty four. Forty four. Yeah, so for, so yeah, two more years. So for this year, next year, he'll play this year, and next year. I think this from knowing him and being around, I think yeah, he'll give you two more. He's always talking about that. You know, he's always trying to be dominant when he's balling still. Even when I watched him when I first got there, I was like, damn, this dude is forty something. You know, like so. I say two more years for sure. You play for Big Red Andy Reid at two stops, and you got a special bond and relationship with him. What makes that go? Like what? In Philly, as well as when he had an opportunity to get you, he brought you to Kansas City. Why, why that special relationship and bond? I love Andy. Andy, a lot of different coaches. Um, well, he's different from other coaches, I should say. He lets you be yourself. He's all when he breaks down the speeches and he has these motivational talks. At the end of every conversation, every speech, he's always saying, "Listen, guys, go out there and play, and let your personality show." He and I've seen him really develop when he was when I was younger, and he was a lot younger. Uh, and a lot heavier, all right? Didn't go to Kansas City. He's, he's lighting up his weight. His, his style's different. This dude's running around with Air Force One sneakers, and I was with him he was wearing ponies. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's he's dancing to different, like, rap songs. I'm like, what? So he's involving with his younger players. The generation's different. I mean, you, the era, if you've been there now, you see, like, it's from when I got into now, it's way different with social media, and Andy Reid has catches up with it. So he's such a, a player's coach, man, where you can really come down to him and talk to him. Yeah. He's big on giving players a second chance. He's been through a lot with his with his family growing up and things he, he's learned in the L.A. community and stuff like that. So he's always been there for the players. I think once you see that and once you realize the player, our coach has my back, even when it's tough decisions for, for the team or for you, 
he lets you know early, um, gives you enough time to find a team and things like that. So he's actually one of the coaches, man, that really cares about his players. I mean, there's not a lot of coaches that do that. It's all about the business. And he finds a way to juggle both, man, where it's fair. So when you know that, man, it's like everybody loves to play for him. We had that championship run in Kansas City. So many people was rooting for him that didn't even play for him or, or, or know about him. Just they knew about how he was as a as a coach and what he meant to people and players, and, and that's why they cheered for him. And it's yeah. that grind also that, that that he went through that a lot of people can respect too, all the coaching, all the years that mm. he put in to finally get that ring. Everybody wanted to see that. That's a, It's really a fantastic perspective you gave, though, on seeing him earlier in his career versus now and how he had to evolve. And it's just, it's a lesson for everybody. It's just when you're a coach, you can't just stay the same way. The players change. I mean, that, that part of it is important. But you did have that time in, in Philly with him. And, and obviously a, a lot of people, when they think about your career, think about a lot of those times with the Eagles. Did you have a favorite moment playing in Philly? Did you have one of those, one of those games, one of those moments where you're like, that's one I'll always remember? Uh, I had a lot of great moments. So I can't really pick a one. Pick one just one time. I was just great. We had so many great times. Even just getting drafted. That's probably my, my favorite moment. Going from everything I've been through in my life. You know what I'm saying? Your family changed my, my life and my family's life forever. So I would say the time I got drafted. You know, it's crazy because, you know, Philadelphia is, what, 45 minutes, 50 minutes from my house. So a lot of the first round, second round draft picks, they fly, you know, to the city or to the, to the, the place to get drafted at. And, I took a limo up the street, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I had all my family with me. We drove down, and I met Andy and we had a press conference. And it was a nice vibe, man, and it, I loved it. So that's probably my, my most favorite moment. I think my worst moment is uh, obviously when I got traded, which was crazy. But I think when Andy, Andy Reid got let go, I mean, I was one of the players I was really hurt. Like, dang, they, you know, a lot of it was our fault. And they let Andy go. So that's probably one of my times where it was like, ah, I didn't like it so much. You it feel good. Hey, Shady, you played a long time in the NFL at the running back position. How do you think that the, the running back position has changed since you came into the league? I think it's changed just like, um, you know, they don't, I feel like nowadays, man, the, the running backs they have, some pretty good running backs, but there's no, there's not a lot of alpha running backs. I remember when I was in my prime, man, I was like, damn, I got to chase these guys. I'm looking to see what AP or Aaron Foster or Frank Gore, just a name a lot of guys that was, was, was tremendous, man, and, and they were like the, the alphas. Well, now I think it's so spread out. Like, I right, will have a, a, a franchise running back, but then he might can't block or he might can't do the routes. You know, back then it wasn't really like that. Guys, we're going to be paying this dude. He's going to do everything. You know, you're going to block. You're going to sit on third downs. The hair and there was different guys that couldn't do it, but majority of them would do it. And uh, I think now it's like that's why they low value the running backs because, okay, if he's not doing everything, then let's pay him a certain amount, you know. So – that's probably the difference. You know, but it's a lot of good running backs, man. It's a lot of superstar backs. Um, you look at a guy like Henry, man. His, his style is a lot different, um, but he's consistently putting numbers up, you know, facing nine or eight, nine guys in the box. You know, and other guys like him, Alpha Kamara, where, where he does different things in the passing game. So, um, I mean, it's some good backs there for sure. It's the position certainly has changed, but what you did with it, obviously, turned into a great career. And, yes, definitely, as Jay said, very different. Great to talk to you. Thanks so much for the time. When the yacht taking off, man? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> about, uh, about two hours, man. Yeah. Two hours. <laughs> I get my mimosa real quick. That's there right. you go. Get it right. Bring it through East River. We'll all jump on after the show. Thanks so much. All right, Shady. All right, Shady McCoy, again, two-time now. Two-time Super Bowl champion on the Goodyear Hotline. So coming up, KD is dominating the NBA again. So how surprised is someone who helped bring him 
to Golden State. We'll discuss next. KJZ, ESPN Radio at ESPN News on TV. Hey, it's Greeny, and the Sixers have evened up their series with Atlanta. One apiece now after Philly wins at home. Who has the advantage? We'll talk about that and more. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Go to GEICO.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. to the corner to Morris. Three seconds, two seconds, blocked by Gobert. One second, he fires a two. The Jazz are going to win. The defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert, blocks the shot in the corner, and the Utah Jazz have taken a one-game-to-nothing lead over the L.A. Clippers. 7-5 the zone as Rudy Gobert gets the block in the final seconds. To seal a 112-109 victory for the Jazz over the Clippers in game one of their second round series in the Western Conference. Donovan Mitchell, his third 45-point playoff game, tied for the third most in the players' first 30 career games in NBA playoff history. Meanwhile, Joel Embiid, he went for a career-high 40 points as the Sixers even their series with the Hawks at one game apiece. Embiid is the first 76ers player with 40 points in a playoff game since Allen Iverson had 45 in 2003. Embiid finished second in MVP voting, by the way, but Nikola Jokic came away with the trophy after his dominant all-around season. 
And the Denver Nuggets center becomes the fourth center since 1984 to win MVP, but the first since Shaq won it in 2000. Sports Center brought to you by California Almonds. Whether your best means being the best bingo player in the office or the best volleyball player on the planet, you're going to need some help. Almonds are your snack to keep your head in the game and your body energized, so refuel with almonds. California Almonds. Own your everyday, every day. Curry shoots it over him anyway and hits it. Three ball right corner pocket and number 325 on the season for Curry. Tip with one second to go. Thompson for three. Buries it at the horn. And it's over. The championship is back in the bay for the first time in 40 years. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hahn in for Zubin. All guests join us on the Goodyear hotline. And as we marvel at what we've seen so far in the postseason, I think that the very top of the list is what Kevin Durant has been doing with the Nets through seven games. 55, averaging, 50, 90. Yeah, that too. The shooting percentages are off the charts. But averaging 32 points a game. Think about that. Averaging 32 points a game. And the last time we saw him in a playoff series, in the playoffs – Run, he was averaging 32 points a that's game. That's not enough for me. I need Absolutely 65. remarkable. Yeah, well, that's what everybody's going to say. But I wonder what somebody who was part of bringing him to Golden State to start this whole thing uh, has to say about it. That's Rick Welts, the Hall of Fame NBA executive, former Golden State Warriors president, president and chief operating officer who joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Rick, good morning. Thanks for joining us. When you see what Kevin Durant's doing right now after knowing what he went through with that injury two years ago – uh, in the finals where he was playing at such a high level, to have him back at a high level now, is it just remarkable for you to watch? Well, good morning, guys. Uh, it, it is, and it's so gratifying because, uh, you know, this is a guy who comes to work every day and, and and does everything in his power to become the best player he can be. I, I hope you all read the New York Times Magazine cover story uh, on him this weekend, because I think it really captured a lot about who he is as a person, a personality, but, you know, he's always, we're, we're going to be hanging his number 35 in the Raptors and chase center at some point in the future because of what he meant to our franchise, but it's just, it's thrilling to see him excel at the level he is right now. Rick, but prior to him going to uh, Brooklyn, you know, the, obviously Golden State wanted to make a run back at him. Was there any doubt that he would, return back to form after that gruesome injury? You have to have doubt, right? I mean, that's one of the most serious injuries anyone can experience in sports. Uh, it's great that it happens in, uh, you know, when it did, because the technology and, and medical uh, expertise available today make it more likely than not that you can get back to a high level. But the level that Kevin's playing is, you know, that's, that's a stratosphere nobody gets to experience except Kevin and the, maybe a, a handful of other players in the history of our game. So to, to see him uh, excel the way he is right now, it's just, uh, I, I guess it's a bit of a medical miracle, but if you know who he is and you follow his history, I, I guess none of us should be surprised. Yeah, Rick, this is our second time together this month because it is a special month. <laughs> uh, it's Pride Month. And in 2011, you became the highest-ranking executive in men's professional team sports to publicly announce. Um, how has things changed since that announcement back then in sports? Uh, you know, I think a lot has changed and a lot hasn't changed. Uh, 
you know, no one, no one imagined that uh, gay marriage would be legal in the United States when, when that happened. Uh, so we had a period of really rapid change. And I, and I think we also, in the last four years, have had a period of, of probably regression. And I think that, you know, women's professional sports has certainly led the way uh, in our profession. Uh, men's professional sports, I think, still lags behind. Although, you know, I, I'm the eternal optimist. I see, uh, I see signs of progress uh, every day. I, I see a lot of signs of progress this month as, as uh, a lot of teams and leagues are celebrating pride. But, you know, we're uh, the statement you made at the beginning about me being the only uh, out executive at my level in the game uh, is still true. And that's 10 years later. So progress, yes, but uh, nowhere near a destination. Rick, how can franchises do more to bring attention to the prejudices that face uh, your industry? Well, I like a lot of what I'm seeing. Like, you know, we have to embrace uh, the cause. We have to be allies. We have to uh, use the platform that we have as professional sports teams and leagues to, to, to make a statement and publicize the fact that everyone is welcome here. That's all, you know, that's all we can ask our teams to say. And I think, you know, as you look around the league now, I would, I, you know, was part of the San Francisco giants wearing a a pride uh, patch uh, on their uniform Mm -hmm. this past Saturday. And, you know, that was a first for major league baseball and got a lot of attention and, uh, the kind of platform, the kind of uh, power that we have to influence how people think and people look to us, right? People look to professional sports to see what they embrace, to see what they reject. And the more, the more we can be inclusive, the more we can say this is part of our community and all of our fans are, are welcome in our buildings. That's, that's what our teams can do on a daily basis. And we're talking with Rick Welts on the Goodyear Hotline. And, and as I said in the beginning, and let me correct myself, as I said, former President and Chief Operating Officer of the Gold State Warriors. In fact, you still have a few more days to work before the end of the league year, so I apologize for that. But, yes, uh, you have announced, though, that after 45 years of being in the business, uh, you will retire after this season is officially over. Um, with everything that we've just talked about, including also several other things we have yet to get to to talk about with you, your impact on the sport, just what do you believe your legacy will be uh, with the game? You know, that's for others to, to think about. But I, I do hope, uh, you know, my experience is, is something. There's some kid out there today who's who reads my story or hears, hears your show and, you know, decides that they can be successful because of who they are, not in spite of who they are in the industry that they love, which is sports. And I, uh, if, if, if there are a few kids out there who, uh, who start to believe that and become successful because of that belief, that would be, that would be a great legacy. Rick, I remember sitting down with you, uh, interviewing you during one of our boardroom sessions with Steve Ballmer and Josh Cronkin. Yeah. You told that incredible story that I hope you can share with us, just about how you came up with the term dream yeah. team for Team USA basketball in the 1992 Olympics. Well, it's uh, gosh, it seems like such a long time ago now. But uh, we would, we the NBA had worked really hard to uh, to prove we could be really good partners to the international basketball community and to the to USA basketball because we were not part of the infrastructure that led to fielding an Olympic team. And you know, we we spent years uh, staging competitions, uh, clinics, coaching clinics, supporting all of those things, and then. Uh, the moment arrived, right? And uh, it, it really was kind of uh, happenstance that that name was born. We 
very secretly assembled. Brian McIntyre, who was the head of PR for the for the NBA, uh, secretly assembled a group of those players, like Patrick Ewing and Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson, and and did a secret photo shoot uh, just before All Star uh, of a cover with USA Basketball uniforms and and some copywriter sitting in the Sports Illustrated. Uh, uh, newsroom uh, came up uh, with the name Dream Team and just said, "Look out, world! This this could be America's dream team." And from that day forward, uh, you know that name stuck. It fit. It fit the moment. Uh, people adopted it. it. It became part of our lexicon in sports. And I don't even know who that copywriter is, but but that was a hell of a hell of an assignment that they succeeded at. <laughs> Rick Durham Morey was fined, as you know, for tweeting. Um, <laughs> Join him in a response to Steph Curry that, you know, posted about his brother playing. What was your response to that? Did you really think it was tampering or you just mind your own business? <laughs> you know, uh, it's questions like that that get me fine. Right? <laughs> so exactly. I'm, I'm, He's got 21 I'm, days, I'm, Key. I'm, <laughs> well, you, I'm very, hey, I'm very, dance very around happy it, Rick. The commissioner do what he did. Rick, just dance around <laughs> it. Tell me a post-game story or something. Dance around yeah, it. Yeah, no. Uh, I guess the, the question, though, that I would want to ask you, though, involving a Curry would be Steph Curry. And the, the thought of what you've seen from him throughout his career, wearing a Golden State Warriors jersey, we see so much movement from superstars in the NBA in this era of the NBA. I, I mean, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but I will say if there's ever a player to see finish his career in one uniform, would Steph Curry be that guy? Like if you could have one last command uh, at your position, it would be Steph finishes his career in Golden State. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, right now he is the player who's played for the most number of consecutive years for his team of all the players in the NBA. And uh, he's been the heart and soul of our franchise. He's, you know, he, he's ratings gold. I mean, you look at, you look at uh, the NBA's ratings over the course, especially the last year and this amazing season he had. The only painful thing that you guys gave me in that introduction was Jokic and MVP, which uh, congratulations and he deserves. But anybody who got to watch Stephen Curry all this season uh, marveled every night mm -hmm. at what this guy could do in the most ridiculous defenses that you guys never had to face. You didn't usually have three players on you every time you stepped on the court. Mm -hmm. And he did it night after night after night. Um, he's synonymous with the Warriors. And, of course, you know, it, it certainly would be our hope that, that uh, that's true you know, throughout the balance of his career. And you did announce that KD's number will be retired, right? That's officially announced? Uh, Joe Lake, of, uh, owner of the Warriors, announced that when uh, when KD came back for the first right. time, or I think when we played them the first time he came back, that at some point in the future uh, we're hoping to have that celebration. Right, we want to, to make that clear. And, and, yes, and by the way, Steph Curry did get five first-place votes, so there was some recognition for him. Uh, among the media. Rick, thanks so much. Congratulations on all your success and enjoy retirement. Uh, I don't know what that R word means, but I'll, uh, I'll take <laughs> your good wishes and say uh, thanks, you guys. I really appreciate being with you. All right, Rick. All the best. Rick Welts on the Goodyear Rick is never hotline. retiring officially. Trust me. Yeah, some always, people just love to yes. work. Yeah, be part of it. And certainly you could tell that he has a passion for the game. Coming up next, you know what it is. Call or let 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That comes up after Key has this from Indeed. The good news is your business doubled 
The even better news is Indeed can help you hire the right people without the wait times of the typical recruiting process. That's because Indeed has a great hiring platform where you can make the calls, schedule virtual interviews, and talk to candidates over video right from your easy-to-use employer dashboard. It's just another reason Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Find your next great hire. At Indeed.com slash credit. It's time for Call a Roulette. You know the rules. Don't ask us how we are. We're good. I don't want to hear any of that. Get in, say your name, and make your point, and ask the question. 888-729-3776. 888-SAY-ESPN. And don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Especially you, Line 5. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Brought to you by Cordell uh, yeah, and yeah, Cordell. Yeah. Attorneys, fair divorce for men. Call 1-866-DADS-LAW. <laughs> just the line, fair divorce. Fair divorce for men. Never really works out. No, it's no they don't make it work out. Fair, Cordell and Cordell it always are excellent. Yes. No, they, they are very they good are at what they great. do. They're great. They, they know how to work it out. You. Yes. Uh, you're big on numbers, Key, and what they look like. What will... Julio Jones looked like wearing number two. That's what he chose. Ooh. Not eight. Not eight. But two. It look cool. I mean, it ain't going to be. No, you're not no, feeling no, about it. Because I'm so used to seeing him in 11 now. Yeah. It's been so long. Right. The deuce for him, if he'd have worn it in college and wore it in the pros, then I'm, so, I'm used to it. Right. So it's going to look a little weird. A.J. Brown did say that he offered it. He offered his 11 up. Mm, for and how much? Julio turned it down. <laughs> for how much, though? Yeah, that's probably what it, it wasn't was, for right? free. You didn't Julio, think ain't, no to, it? ain't no way in the world. I'm Julio Jones? Oh, man, I need 300. All in ones. All in ones? I need 300 grand all in ones three, for you to get. <laughs> Wait yes. a minute. Why in for a jersey? Number? 150 a number. Get him in Benjamin's. <laughs> 
I'm okay with that. Number. 150 a number. I'll give you 154. I'm not giving you three. No, I'm not going to give it to you then. You can meet me halfway on that. No, I can't. It's a number. Doesn't matter. I'll do you a favor. Going I'll, rate, I'll, I'll throw you a gift card. You want a card of 300000 for the, a number? This is, this is what I'll tell him. The going rate is 300 I hear we may trade for Carson Wentz, and he wears 11. <laughs> Just saying. Come on. He's so bad. All you right. got to work him. As we talk numbers, let's spin it. Drive that value. What are the odds? Line two. Hmm. What are the odds? Line two is not there. Spin it. Oh, you heard him try to chime in. Not, uh, too late. You got to be ready. The worst. Line four. Yes, hello, fellas. What's that? What's up, man? Um, I know it's premature, but uh, I got a question in regards to the Lakers. I wanted to see, uh, do you think there's really interest in Russell, Russell Westbrook going to the Lakers? Back to L.A. Back to his college roots. Russell Westbrook we, to the I Lakers? I mean, look, man, if you're the Lakers, you're, you're trying to revamp this whole roster. It's it, a big contract. Yeah, Russell Westbrook, I'm not sure if that works. How would Russ and LeBron be in the same Cause he had, in the same court? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. Mm. Spin it. Don't feel I see right. the I see the snap crackle on top of it or what you would think it would be, sure. but I don't know if that would translate to chemistry. Yeah. Line five. Hi, fellas. What's, What's up? up, man? I am great. Um, I've watched <laughs> basketball in the NBA for the last 50 years, and I was watched it go from – being downright thuggery in the 80s mm-hmm. from a game that was very elegant and beautiful in the 70s to now just rampant. And I, I just wanted to address the whole issue of the officiating not being consistent because I was looking at the Atlanta game, um, the first game they played against Philly. Oh, yeah. And from the beginning to end, the officiating has gotten to the point now where just letting them play is evolved into almost Thuggery again. Well, it was the poor officiating at the end of that game. Like, officiating is basically become a thing that is so incredibly inconsistent now. That's what's frustrating about it. But that game especially was awful from start to finish. Spin it. Line three. Yeah, this is Dan in Utah. How you doing? What's happening? What's up, Dan? I'm coming out that way hey, soon. So, y'all keep winning. Well, I'm a Suns fan, so that's kind of rough. Wow, Suns, Utah. Let's go. <laughs> so I'm wondering. I'm wondering what you think. If the Suns and the Jazz both make it past this this round, do you, the Suns have a clear shot to the finals? I I, I do think. Well, clear shot. Clear I don't know. Shot. Clear shot. No, I, I think that would be a battle between CP3 and Mike Conley and Devin Booker and uh, you know. Donovan Mitchell, I think that would be an absolute battle. I actually think that's what the Western Conference Finals are going to be. Wow. It's going to be Utah Phoenix. It's amazing. Like, we've talked about how the ratings have gone up for the NBA playoffs. I wonder how that would be affected once we get to the finals. Greeny next. Hey, we got John Shire tomorrow. KJZ. You're going to hit this.